0: What are they serving for lunch today? Oh, man. It's the same thing every day. Grief gruel. Welcome to Secrets for an Awesome Life. You ever see someone living a pretty awesome life and wonder, man, do they know secrets that I don't? Yes. Yes, they do. And this podcast is about those secrets. I'm your host, Joey Massio, certified life coach, educator, and counselor for teens and young adults. Welcome to my show. Hey, everybody. If you are not following my new Instagram account, Sidekick to Hero, then you should. I'm having a ton of fun putting up some fun reels that are short and funny and have positive messages. So go follow me at Sidekick to Hero uh, on Instagram if you have it. Also, This month, it's a new month, September, and this month, our theme in the Firmly Founded membership is self-confidence. So if that's something that you want to learn more about and strengthen, then you gotta go check out our membership. Doors are open right now, so go over to firmlyfounded.com and check it out and sign up so you can really build up all your self-confidence, so you can do all those things you've been dreaming about doing. And now episode 91, how to make grief more fulfilling. Hello, old chap. What did you get today? The only thing they ever have, gruel. Well, what do you know? Me as well. Have a seat. Thanks. Man, this stuff is so bad. It is, isn't it? The worst part is, it doesn't seem to fill me up. I'm still hungry after I finish, so I go back for seconds thinking that will help, but it doesn't. I'm still hungry, but I just tasted the nasty stuff for longer. You know what I mean? It's a vicious cycle. Well, that's because you're eating it wrong. What? You're eating it wrong. Watch. If you eat like this, it will actually fill you up. That seems odd. No, trust me, try it. Okay. Hmm. That is different. Yes, completely. Do it that way with every bite. Yeah, you're right. It's filling me up, That that's weird. I know, but sometimes weird works. Yeah, thanks. Though, between you and me, I'd still rather not eat it at all. Me too, me too, but this is what life has served us. So what, you're saying we might as well just enjoy it? No, not at all. I'm not sure anyone can enjoy this gruel, but you can make it more fulfilling. That way you're not always going back for more. All right, everybody, Uh, that short story was based on something that my current guest on this episode uh, talked to me about, and I loved it. My current guest is Annabelle Sorensen. Hey, Annabelle.
1: Hey, here I am. Thanks for having me on today.
0: Yeah, well, thank you. I'm, I'm sorry I took this long. We met, man, what was that, like March or something?
1: Uh, something like that. Yeah. April, I think.
0: April, much earlier this year we met and she's super cool. She is a general life coach, a a general life coach. And Annabelle, actually, why don't you tell the people who you are?
1: Yeah, I'm a general life coach for young adults. I help them with their habits and their goals and just have a lot of the skills that I'm sure you talk about for your teens and just a tad bit older age group and help them get the most out of their life fulfill fulfillment of their life. Kind of like we're going to talk about in this, in this
0: story. Yeah. And when you said that grief could be fulfilling, I was like, Ooh, I like that approach to it. Um, because it's so grief is something that we all go through and you and I have actually gone through this. Very recently, uh, with our parents s- s- separately, we don't have the same parent, uh, but <laughs> separately, <laughs> we we both had one of our parents die. I think within the past year and a half is what it sounds like, right?
1: Yeah, uh-huh. yeah.
0: So, so tell us about that in your experience.
1: Um, yeah. So my dad passed away in January of 2021. So just about a year and a half ago, well, almost two years now, I guess. Yeah. Um, and it was really sudden. He had a heart attack. He was 60 years old. I was 23, so I was, I I consider myself young. My little sister was 18. She had a mission call, was ready to go, did go. Um, But yeah, that's kind of the timeline for me. And so over the past year and a half, and I still feel like I'm still continuing of this process of fulfillment because I think it's gonna be a lifelong journey for us all. Um, From age, from however young you are when you experience your first state of grief, this is going to be, these skills are going to be something you can take with you forever because grief is kind of like you talked about in this story, like grief happens, like life happens. We all have this come into our life. So what are we going to do with it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I love the imagery of the grief gruel, right? Where it's just sometimes you're just served it and you have it. And our first instinct is to like, I don't know, either avoid it. Or to, to I almost think that you can't avoid it. It's almost like somebody is sh- shoving it down your throat. But I thought that would be a weird story. Uh, but <laughs> you know, it's it's like you're experiencing grief, and yeah, there's you, a a way to do it where it's more fulfilling.
1: Yeah, and I mean, ultimately, what you're saying is we don't have a choice, right? Like, but the the way that I like to think about that too is that we we did have a choice when we chose to come to Earth, right? Like, mm-hmm. we had a choice and these are just these are just placed in growth hormones <laughs> and <laughs> growth opportunities that we that we opted in for because we're like yeah we want to grow and so these are here for us to to fulfill our growth and our purpose and our calling and not just fulfillment to make us feel better or fulfillment to because we have to I do like to think about it that we did have a choice and we agreed to the choice and now it's our opportunity. Okay. What am I going to do now that I've been served with it? What's the best way for me to get the most nourishment out of this, even though it doesn't taste great.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And for me, for those who don't know, my mom passed away uh, October of 2021. So we're actually coming up almost, almost a year. Yeah, um, And it was also kind of unexpected for us as well. Like she was going in for surgery. She had a lot of uh, physical pain throughout her life, especially these last seven years after a last surgery she got. So this one was supposed to fix all the pain and all that. And, and she made it through the surgery and we were all like, yeah, she made it. But then she passed away five days later, uh, just because her body wasn't strong enough to actually do the recovery. So it was kind of like the, you know, we made it. And then the rug got pulled out from under us because all of a sudden it was just, yep, mom passed away. So um, this is something that I've been going through as well. And I feel it's just such an important skill to, to have or an important thing to know how to be able to handle. Because I, I know a, a lot of you guys and gals who are listening who you've lost a loved one you know maybe or you can even apply this kind of grief as well to uh divorce and breakups as well right would you totally. say totally
1: oh yeah cats dogs anything i like <laughs> i like to think about it in a way of anything that we thought was going to be there is no longer there mm-hmm. right so maybe it's plants maybe it's um maybe you thought you were going to go to school dance maybe you thought you were going to mm-hmm. like anything we have this idea I think this is one thing about grief is it's kind of underrated. Like anything we thought was gonna be there that's no longer there is going to you're going to experience negative emotion from that. And that's where that's where these skills are gonna come in place is anytime because you're gonna have a brain that's gonna react and it's gonna be negative. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then what? Right? There's no avoiding that part portion of your humanness. Um and I think that's what we're gonna talk about here now, is okay, what am I gonna do with that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Let's dive into that. Because in the story, I was just like, yeah, you know, eat eat your grief girl this way, you know? (laughs) And and so for you, what are the, the steps or the skills or however you would call them?
1: Yeah. So one of the big things that, that stuck out to me and that I continuously see pop up for me with grief is and with grief, with anything hard is this thought that nobody understands right? Um. Wait, our brain is made to keep us safe. So it's like, oh, if you think that nobody understands, then maybe you won't share it and maybe it won't be as painful. But really all that sharing it does is, is it makes it very real. So it brings up pain that's already there. It doesn't make it more painful. As a matter of fact, when we're thinking that nobody understands, we share less. So we feel more alone. We create that result of being alone. And so for me, I I I truly believed that nobody understood. I was like literally nobody understands. Like you don't get it. My dad is better than all your dads and like he died suddenly and nobody else has experienced tragedy right? Like I was really convinced that nobody understood and that that made me feel really lonely. I was having a hard time because I felt like people didn't want to ask about it or when people did ask about it I was like, "Eh, doesn't matter, like you don't care." Right? So I really secluded myself. Um And so something I noticed with that is I was like, okay, well, that doesn't feel good. And that's not creating the result that I want. Like, I don't want to be alone. I don't want to, I want, I wish somebody understood. And so I started to ask the question, if somebody understood, what would that look like? How, how do they maybe understand, even if it's not exactly what I'm feeling, what could they understand? Mm -hmm. Um, And the answer that came back for me that has helped me so much and it's helped me more than with grief. It's just helping with my relationships in general is that everybody experiences pain. The end, right? Like you, whoever's listening, like you've experienced pain, you've experienced rejection, you've experienced sadness, you've experienced loneliness. So has the person next to you. Their experience might be different, but the thought that like other people experience pain was so helpful for me because it's like, maybe they don't understand it all, but maybe they understand pain Mm -hmm. or a little bit of pain. And so once I started to think that I was able to share with people and most importantly, I was able to share with myself really how I was feeling and the savior, right? So I was able to bring Christ or God into it and God into it and be honest with them. You're like, look, this is how I'm feeling. Like I was able to get help. I was able to create unity as opposed to separation and so i think that's a really big one with grief is we like to think that nobody understands we think it's a really good mechanism that's going to help us feel better but it feels better in the moment it feels terrible to be alone (laughs) yeah right
0: yeah we're gonna tell ourselves that nobody gets me and that's something teens i know that you guys uh your brains will offer you a lot Right and lots of things when I was and guess
1: what it's not going to stop you're yeah. going to keep for you're going to keep thinking that for a long time so let's practice not now
0: yes yeah <laughs> just get that out of your head that nobody understands your your situation is so unique and so special and I mean I I get why we do it right yeah like it, and it, it, it
1: is in a beautiful way yeah but it's also does that serve you does that help you
0: it doesn't help you whatsoever
1: <laughs> at all yeah. so it's like okay what what if it's even 50-50 what if 50% mm-hmm. of it nobody understands but what about 50% people Ooh, do no. and just like opening the door for that that 50% of connection and help and love and sharing and vulnerability right like all of those things that you hear about that grown-ups do It's <laughs> like you can start doing it now of just like asking that question like, what if somebody does get a little bit of what I'm thinking and feeling, yeah. and what that could do for you?
0: I like that. All right, so that's step one. And for some reason, oh yeah, uh, I had the, the yeah yeah. Well, I had the thought, uh the quote from Princess Bride that the bad guy says, Gross. "Life <laughs> is pain." Uh, Because you're talking about pain, but life is pain and joy and lo- on all the things and everybody goes through yeah. that, is what you were saying, right? Yeah, yeah. So people, yeah, uh, it's it, cool. It,
1: so be. T- come together on it
0: yeah all right yeah. what's next
1: um so another really big one i have caught myself doing a lot and again with anyone any age of this young old i feel like we compare ourselves to what we used to be or what we what like a time in our life where it was like something was easy or it felt good because our brain is made again it's made to keep us safe it's made to feel good so it's gonna compare you to that time where it felt good because it's gonna try to get you back there, but the problem is you've had new life events happen, mm-hmm. so it's a, it, you're never gonna get back there, right? <laughs> now you have these life events, so instead of comparing yourself to what you used to be, asking yourself, "Well, how has this helped me get to to who I want to be? How is this how is this adding to me as opposed to taking away from me?" and that's a big one, honestly. I still. Find myself. I'm like, oh, it used to be so easy. Or like this was never a problem before. Or it was so easy for me to be positive, or it was so easy for me just to like be happy all the time. Like, and now it's not. <laughs> and my brain's like, that's a problem. But instead, I started to ask that question: like, wait a second, how is this pain helping me become who I want to be? And I want to say that's step number two, because then it can become something that adds to you as opposed to takes away from you. And I don't, I don't ask that question in an effort to make the pain go away. Again, that's not what we're trying to do here. Mm-hmm. We're, it, we just ask that question to, I was like, oh, well, it makes me feel more compassionate for myself and for others. As a matter of fact, it creates space for the pain to be there, or the sadness to be there. Um, or it helps me understand other people more or connected with the Savior more. Like, right, like he experienced a lot of pain so what how is this helping me become more like him if that's what he did mm-hmm. it's probably something i gotta do too mm-hmm. become like him yeah so that question of how how is all of this adding to who i want to be as opposed to taking away and that thought i used to that one that one's one that i have to watch out for it's a, a my brain loves to offer me that because it that it feels better over there but truth is it can actually feel better over here because of
0: who you are now. Yeah. Yeah. my, My brain is totally doing that with my mom, right? It's Halloween or Halloween's coming up. You know and my mom would uh, she's a seamstress yes. and, and sh- she would make these uh you know costumes and the last year that she was with us for halloween she made me and my kids avatar costumes and you know my son was ang and my daughter was tom mm-hmm. and i was Sokka. my mom made these costumes so right now we're like all right let's start thinking about what we want to be and where do we get costumes and i'm like well if my mom were here right she'd be able to make you know like Harry Potter themed this year and I'm like oh I need a Dumbledore costume but they're so expensive if my mom were here you know she can easily make me one and man and then I start kind of going down that I it used to be you know
1: yeah yeah that's so interesting because all again all that does is makes us feel worse right (laughs) (laughs) and it's not again it's not something you can't think or you shouldn't think or what we're saying is everyone's gonna think it so when you think it let's just question it like okay yeah it used to be this way but now it's this way and how is this something that's going to actually contribute to me and my life and my growth as opposed to how is this something that's actually making my life worse
0: yeah yeah i don't know no that's good i, I <laughs> There's... Keep
1: there's no like perfect answer for grief. I don't think, but I do think that we all have this thought that I used to and it hurts us more than helps us.
0: Yeah. When I focus on that, then I just get really bummed. But when I'm like, all right, what would my mom do? Ooh, my mom would probably do this. Like I I let her inspire me. And for me, I believe she's watching over me. Right. So I'm like, my mom gets to see the costumes we make and she's totally going to enjoy it. And I, and I love that. And, and so I really kind of, choose to focus on that when the thoughts come up to focus on what I've lost I like to focus on what I've gotten out of this I like how you said that like what has this added to my life
1: yeah look at you now you get like got to be creative and stuff
0: yeah exactly you don't
1: have your mom to do it now you're becoming this like so well-rounded person who's exactly like, can make yeah. costumes
0: <laughs> yeah and just like my mom did right like it's time for me to step up and be a little bit more like my mom right yeah
1: yeah yeah exactly i love that thanks for sharing that about your mom i'm so sorry
0: no yeah of course this is this is real stuff guys everybody goes through yeah. this all right
1: yeah so true
0: all right i think there's a step number three right
1: yeah this is this is the last one and i think this is one that i don't know the i think kids young adults again any age really but in particular is we like to throw out the thought. I knew I would feel this way. Or like this is so annoying. Or like I knew this would happen. Or um like especially with grief, you're like, I'm not supposed to feel this way. Kind of the opposite, too, Mm -hmm. right? Where you're you have these thoughts that you are you're not expecting to feel the way you do, or you are expecting to feel you the way you do, and you use it against yourself Mm -hmm. as opposed to expecting to feel the way you do in a way that serves you like oh of course i feel this way right like my mom just passed away my dad just died i just got rejected somebody just said no to me in public at school or my um mom just told me i couldn't go to disneyland with all my friends right like we had these things that come up and we like, it's expected to feel the way that you do. And the talk in our brain is usually like, oh, I shouldn't feel this way, or this is annoying, or go away, or stop it. And something that I have had, again, had to watch really closely with myself is, of course, this is how I feel. Because guess what? A year and a half later, I still see a dad get up and bear their testimony, and I start to cry. Or someone gets them and bears their testimony about how their parents were praying for them and thinking about them. And I start to cry, you know, like it still is coming up. And I think that's going to come up for forever as I'm going to feel his absence. But it's like, duh, of mm-hmm. course I do. Right. Like your things are important to us as humans. And when they're not there anymore, your brain and body always know that for forever. And so their reaction is expected. And as we welcome it in, it actually feels better. Because then, like, well, I mean, think about letting anyone into a party, right? Like, think of all your friends in your party, and they shut the door to you, and it's like, no, you're not allowed in. It's like you feel terrible out there. (laughs) But if you let them into the party, then even if they're not your favorite person, you feel better because you've been inclusive. They feel better because they were included. And it's like, okay, like we can coexist. We can be here together. It's not the end of the world, right? Whereas it turns into a big drama if somebody finds out you didn't invite the kid in, and the kid goes and tells their parents and the parents talk to the other parents and it's just like, all right, you know? Well, is, so- is grief
0: the kid you're not inviting to the party? Is that, yes. is that the metaphor so, there? No. Yes, that
1: was the metaphor there. Like don't shut the kid out because it turns into a big drama, and then your parents are involved. No one wants their parents involved. Let's be real.
0: You don't want to talk to grief's parents, okay?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> because grief's parents is loneliness, sadness, and <laughs> all the all the additional emotions, right? Yeah. So yeah, that would be my last thing. Is like we try to suppress, we try to push it away, we try not to let it in. And we say, oh, I shouldn't feel this way. Or, oh, of course I was going to feel this way. As opposed to being like, oh, of course I was feeling this way. How Again, how can this be a place of compassion for myself Um, and let myself be human? Because, again, whether it's grief or any other emotion, you're going to have it. (laughs) So grief is a really good time to practice letting the emotions be there because it's such a clear one. So clear.
0: Yeah. And guys, this, this totally works. The other week I went down to California where my mom is, is buried and I went down there for a work thing. I was speaking at a school and, and I knew that I was going to go visit her grave after one of the days I was there. Cause you know, I don't get to go visit often cause now I live up in Utah and she's in California. And so I knew I was going to go and I knew how it was going to go. And I knew I was gonna cry, and there's a part of me that was like, "Well, no, no, don't cry, because that would show that you're weak or that you're, uh, I don't know, not accepting your your mom's passing." Or like, I, I, my brain started to fight it before it even started, and I was like, "Nope, nope, I know better, right? I know that I'm, I'm just gonna let it be. Of course, I'm gonna feel this way." And I, and I went to my mom's gravesite, and I sat down, and made sure my sunglasses were on. And I put in my AirPods and I was listening to the Beatles because my mom loved the Beatles, and I just cried for like 20 minutes, you know. And like I would say that generally I'm quote unquote over, not over, but like I'm through the the main passing of my mom, right? Like it was it was a really mm-hmm. I, I I was really experiencing grief for like three four months. Most of the time as I thought about her, but now I can get to a point where I can think about her and it's fine and all that. But there almost a year later at her graveside, I wanted to just feel all the feels. So I let myself just cry and I sat there and I didn't question it and I didn't try to stop it. I just kind of let it happen. And it felt very healthy and it felt very good. Is that kind of what you're talking about, Annabelle?
1: Totally. And I think especially as a young, especially being young, like we think we're going to get to the point where we don't care anymore. Like what other people think, what we think, what it's like, no, you're always going to care. Like you're always going to feel, you're always going to have these things come up. And I promise you that like, like nurturing like what you're saying like nurturing that part of you that cares that is a gift to care and to have these emotions and to experience this life because it's going to create us into these beautiful people who understand and can see and have perspective and i promise you that the best like perfection is not caring wait perfection is not not caring (laughs) like jesus is jesus is not like oh yeah i don't care about anything i have zero feelings that's not, that's not what he's saying.
0: Yeah.
1: I think to to contribute to that is, yeah, like I care. And of course, this is how I feel. This is, this is an experience that I can, again, welcome in. Here, here you are. We can coexist. And that makes it feel better as opposed to pushing it away. The more and more we push it away, the actual, like nobody likes to talk to somebody who's stone cold, like mm. it's no fun. Yeah. So I think that's what we do with ourselves, though, is we try to turn ourselves stone cold. And then it's like our life becomes like we become more lonely or we become more upset or we become more angry. And it's like, guys, just don't be stone cold. It's fun to have feelings. It's an experience. It's a good time to practice, especially when, when we're younger. I'm like, I wish somebody told me when I was younger, like, yeah, like this is a great time to practice feeling your feelings because you have so many when you're younger and you're trying to figure it all out. It's like, what is all of this? And so there's no right way. And that's a really good thing
0: to like end on right there. It's like, there's no right way to do it. You know what? And I was going to say, I want to make that today's secret for an awesome life. Every episode I have a secret for an awesome life. And today the secret for an awesome life with grief is there's no right way to grieve would you would you agree with that secret
1: <laughs> absolutely there's no right way and there's no right timeline yeah.
0: Yeah. No. yeah
1: no right timeline. there's no oh now i'm done no yeah. just like being human there's no <laughs> now i'm perfect now i have zero feelings
0: yes yeah. well i mean sorry,
1: sorry when, guys
0: when, when i finally <laughs> complete that surgery and get myself turned into a robot that can live forever then i can say i'm no longer a human
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let me know how that goes.
0: Yeah, yeah, I will. I will. Uh, Annabelle, where can people find you if they want to hear more from you?
1: Um, Instagram is perfect. at Annabelle underscore Swartzen underscore. Very easy. That's the best place to find me. I would love to connect with anyone, especially anyone who just, yeah, just wants to talk or connect with somebody, especially with grief, right? Reach out. I'm not scary. I love talking (laughs) to people. I love working with people. I'm easy to find.
0: So yeah. come find me. Awesome. Annabelle, thank you very much for coming on my podcast.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been great.
0: Hey, teens, would you say you are the sidekick or the hero of your life? You see, sidekicks play small. They let their emotions stop them from doing the things they want to do. Heroes, on the other hand, heroes are always in control of their destiny. They still struggle, but they know how to struggle. They know how to develop self-confidence, manage their emotions, and take the action they need to so their story ends the way they want it to. If you want to stop being a sidekick and start being the hero of your story, let me be your coach. I take teens from sidekick to hero in the firmly founded family membership. And this membership isn't just for teens, we have stuff in there for parents as well. So if you're ready to switch into hero mode, go get your parents and go to firmlyfounded.com to see when our doors to the membership open next.